Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hi, welcome to another week of Med Family. I'm Eric Acker. And I'm Karen. We're hosting this week. Uh, last week we had our special episodes with myself, Brandon West, and Seth. So I just wanted to quit to get, quickly take a moment and just thank them again for taking the time out of their schedules to help us out to do that episode. And I just, again, I really appreciated it. It took a little bit of effort, and I think Seth kind of jumped in at the last minute, and I think he did really well. But kind of always good, nice to have good good quality uh, content. And sometimes hearing other voices besides my, my own is nice. And then Karen got to take a night off and enjoy some of her cooking shows. It was well-timed because I had a baby shower that Friday, so it was, I was able to get some stuff done. Yeah, and then, so, I also wanted to bring up the special episode because um, we had tried a new audio setup with the special episode that ended up causing some issues with the sound quality, so hopefully this one is okay, tonight's episode anyway, and I, I think I figured out what I did wrong on the last episode, and some of it was user error, some of it was equipment, so anyone who might have downloaded that first episode, or the first, when it first appeared, I, I really do apologize, it was not good quality, and you can definitely tell <laughs> that you can hear an echo in at least one of the microphones, and I, I just didn't do a very good job, and so I I did try to correct it, and I did try to make it a little bit better, and I think by doing that, I also created other issues where you couldn't download the episode for a little bit, and then it was available, but certain apps weren't allowing it to be downloaded, so I, I apologize. It's a great episode. Uh, I really enjoyed having Seth and, and Brandon on there. Brandon, of course, is in my term, so I'm doing rotations with him. Uh, I haven't had one yet with him, but hopefully we will. And Seth is, he's again, he's a fourth year student. He's getting ready for his residencies. I, I really hope he, he nails and gets into whatever residency he wants. He's been eyeballing quite a few. And I think the only one I know of off the top of my head is this emergency medicine one in, in northern Georgia. Uh, north Northeastern Georgia, I think is what he said. But it's a new one. He's really excited about it. So I hope, hope he gets it. Any hospital system or program would be lucky to have him. But I ended up spending probably a little bit of the time last week just fixing the audio, <laughs> making a lot of bit of time. Yeah, there, there was some. Like, there was also a software update that uh, one of the publishers put out, and I I'm usually pretty good about just updating everything when I get it. And in this case, it was kind of a it kind of cost me. I updated it, and a lot of people who have similar microphones that I do had a lot of issues with the software updates causing. Uh, lots of issues and then as soon as that podcast got over I suddenly my computer couldn't recognize any of my microphones so I, I did spend like a couple hours <laughs> trying to fix it and not make it worse and even to the point where I was uh, reinstalling my operating system in hopes that maybe some of the drivers on the computer <laughs> would be restored with the with a earlier version of the operating system I ended up figuring it out I think and I'm not quite sure what I did exactly but my computer recognizes all the microphones. I have taken off the software that I think caused the issue, and 
So we should be good to go. But this is not a professional operation by any stretch. Uh, this is, a, as I like to say, a hobby because I am not getting paid. If anything, I'm spending way too much money <laughs> doing this. And by the grace of my wife, who allows me to spend a little bit of money here and there. But at least the microphones are, you know, getting used now, right? Yeah. Well, they're in our possession now. He got these microphones before before med school. And they got loaned out to other individuals when we were on the island. Well, two yeah. of them did. Um, <laughs> and they were used. I yeah, mean, they were office used. meetings, you know, when, with <laughs> Zoom. When, when COVID hit, some of the, my friends uh, used the microphones to, yeah, like Karen said, to do Zoom calls and Zoom meetings. And uh, they're great microphones for that as well. They're kind of they're USB microphones. So again, not professional, plug and play, but they, uh, they work great. But I got these all right before we went to medical school because I had this dream of doing a podcast and I was trying to get uh, some people on board with it. And I figured the first step is to get the equipment as opposed to get the volunteers. Uh (laughs) Well, it was hard, but the time he was trying to do it with people that were still in the States and with the time change being three to four hours, it was just difficult with multiple people that had families to work around and school and work schedules to work around. So... Yeah, it became kind of like a little hobby also to just find these little microphones and buy them. And I, I say little, but they're not that little. They're pretty heavy. They're like these are these are Yeti microphones, so they're they're reasonably decent quality. And I w- would find some on eBay and whatnot, and I'd be like, "Hey, I can just grab that one." And I pick it up, and I'm sure Karen was looking at the <laughs> the packages coming in and like, "We don't need this." And of course, Karen, being the expert packer that she is for our trip to St. Vincent, had every every suitcase down to the the ounce. Wade and I'm sure she saw these microphones and was like, "No way, these aren't these aren't going in my bag." We managed to bring one, and to be quite honest, well, so the portable hard drive weighed a significant amount, but I brought my Instapot, Instapot, and my blender, and the blender base itself was was about ten pounds, so. I had I had some things in the bag that were pretty hefty as well that I I mean I I should not have brought the blender. We didn't use it as often as we we should have. But the Instapot was a lifesaver because we when I was I I did that side business with Susanna and so we would try and do one thing in the we we had three things that we would sell each week. And we'd try and do one thing in the Instapot, one thing on the stove, and one thing in the oven so we could run them all at the same time and hopefully not spend all day in the kitchen. Um, and it worked pretty well. So, yeah, I just wanted to just give the background on some some of the technical difficulties and, and again, apologize profusely. I mean, this is a podcast. It's audio only, um, mostly because I don't have a face for radio. I, I don't really have a, a voice for for radio either, but uh, I I understand listening to something that's audio only and having bad quality and maybe being a little annoyed by that. So again, I wanted to apologize to anyone who's listening. That will, should not be a problem in the future. And I, I, I think I published it at 3, 3 a.m. in the morning and that was a little rough on myself. I, I probably won't be doing that too often. But anyway, speaking of uh, spending all day in the kitchen... So Karen had mentioned uh, on top of watching cooking shows, which is possibly relaxing. I'm not sure. But anyway. I get she, ideas. <laughs> she, she did do a baby shower for one of our fellow students' wife, 
So Brandon's wife. Yeah, Bran- yeah, Brandon, who was on the podcast, his wife is. I, I might have mentioned they are having a baby this week. Tomorrow, there's going to be induced. Yes. So we did a small shower on Friday. Small? What? What is small? Like how many people? I felt like there was a lot of people in our house. Eleven? Twelve? Something around that? Yeah. Small. I made little mini key lime pies and little mini cheesecakes and. We made headbands for baby girl, and that was about it. It went pretty well. (laughs) And I had some help come. Uh, Seth's wife actually came early to help me set up, and so that was nice. And she let me borrow stuff. (laughs) Because having just, I mean, our first year back in the States, we sold most of our belongings when we left for the island. And so having, I didn't have a tablecloth. Um, I did not have enough serving trays and we so, barely had enough forks, I think. Yeah. Nobody used forks. Well, they used forks for the key lime pie, but they didn't use forks for the cheesecakes because you could just pick those up. So we were fine on forks. You, you mentioned just you know, headbands and meet and greet kind of thing and food, and which is fantastic for you know get-togethers and whatnot. So why didn't you do... Because like, baby showers, don't they have like those games? Like you eat the Hersh- uh, the, uh, no, the no. candy bar from the diaper sort no. of thing? That's disgusting. Oh, so this was a highbrow baby shower. (laughs) No, I just, uh, I I had asked, um, and she said she didn't want to necessarily be, like, the center center of attention, and she just wanted it to be relaxing. And, I mean, most everybody that came was either a student or a wife of a student. And so I figured everybody knew each other, and so it could just be kind of a ladies' night plus. So, because Where we don't... somebody walked out the door with a whole bunch of diapers. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's a good time to have if babies in med school. This is probably the best time to have babies in med school if you're going to do that. So, specifically, third year rotations. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. There's, there's a plus and minus to it. I mean, obviously, if you're going for the all-natural... The baby comes when the baby's ready to come, then maybe this isn't the best time. <laughs> well, having a baby in med school is going to be extremely difficult. But if you're going to do it, you might as well do it your third year because, like, with... Especially with, early in your third year. <laughs> with Eric and Brandon and Seth, I mean, because Seth had a, had a baby in med school. I think he had in his third year, too. Uh-huh. And so did Matt. Oh, yeah. We, we time it, apparently. <laughs> well, it's because... What is nine months before third year? <laughs> like, is there like an NDME that goes on at that point? <laughs> Christmas? Maybe CBSC. We Christmas, just get, New Year's? We're celebrating our passing fifth term. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, you got me totally off track I'm there. I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to host as well as to detour Karen off of topics. She's He's, usually really good at staying on focus. Do you really mean... No, but they have three weeks online, three weeks in person, and then they switch rotations with the exception of internal. Internal medicine and surgery. Uh, Yeah. But the school has been really great with the students that are, have wives that are pregnant to try and time it so their online is when the baby is due. Hence why Brandon's in, this is the second week of online. Uh, He's doing, I think, online family medicine. So he's doing my rotation that I just got out of. And I think they're going to be induced tomorrow night. 
So mm-hmm. you'll have at least... It, well, they'll be admitted tomorrow night. They probably won't get induced until the morning because they do that, whatever that medication is, to soften your cervix first. Oh, okay. And I'm not they... going to embarrass myself by guessing at it. <laughs> I haven't done my OB rotation, so I have an excuse, <laughs> even though I know it's on, like, step one. So my bet is baby won't be born until Thursday. And they still could get bumped because it's an elective induction. So all of that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, as much as a third year is a great time to have a kid because you can time your rotations. And this is maybe unique to Trinity having this online portion, whereas I think maybe some U.S. schools are you're just totally in person for the entire time. Well, I don't know if it's unique to Trinity or if it's a COVID thing. Yeah, it could be a COVID thing as well. And that's maybe the only downside of having a kid right now uh, is you're limited to how many people you can have in the room and how many visitors you can have. I mean, obviously medical staff are, you know, can come and go, but there are some advantages. Like you don't need to have your mother-in-law watching you labor. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's nice that, the, you know, they may want to, but I, Karen is a very private person, so she doesn't necessarily love a crowd, <laughs> especially when she's in a, in a robe. <laughs> Pushing out a baby. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, their son won't be able to visit them in the hospital. So she's allowed her support person, her spouse, Brandon, and then she's allowed one visitor, but it can only be the same visitor. So I think Brandon's mother is coming into town yeah, and will right. be will be the one watching their son. And if she wants to go to the hospital, then there are several of us that will take Take her son. Kind of human. and Yeah. (laughs) And so that she could be at the hospital. So all in all, one baby shower done. I think there's probably going to be a couple more within the next year or so. Yeah, it must have went well. I I think somebody asked if you could do the next one. Well, I I got asked if I Are you going to throw me a party? So I don't know. It must have gone well if I got asked, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. This is probably creeping back into Karen and her uh, potluck problems. She she volunteers for, like, the steak. I, I kept it small. I kept it small. I was going to do so much more, and I kept it small to just two desserts. Because originally I was going to do macaroons and two types of pie and two types of cheesecakes and scones. Okay. <laughs> it sounds a little defensive, but no, no problem. I'm hey. in, I am in the psych rotation right now, so I can I can hear defensiveness. Isn't part of your psych rotation not diagnosing your friends and family or yourself? That was never said in any of my <laughs> videos. <laughs> I feel like that should be a rule. Just like uh, when they when you and exit med school, you should not be diagnosing yourself because you think that everything you have. Or or you shouldn't be like watching TV and being like. Oh, yeah, this guy's got, totally got a problem. He's got a uh, bipolar disorder. Like, don't do that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're skipping a little ahead of our notes here. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Is that no, it's notes? totally fine. It's actually, <laughs> it is actually in the notes. So speaking of this like psych rotation, so uh, I'm, I am on my online. So this is, again, kind of a walking journey through medical school. So second week in psych online. So according to my plan, I have... Finished iHuman, I have finished my online med ed videos, and I am doing questions from either Kaplan or UWorld, mostly UWorld, and then whatever resources I can get, I think case um, reports or case files is probably the 
the last thing I get to. But I have finished the iHuman, and uh, I did want to kind of maybe reflect back a little bit on iHuman. It is, as much as it's generally, it's the school sees it as uh, an opportunity to get your feet wet into the into the specialty. And so I would be, I guess, remiss to not at least try to point out some of the positives of it. I, I know I try to rush through it quickly so I can get on to the questions, get on to the videos, because I, I want to pass that shelf exam because these three weeks are, in addition to getting your feet wet into the specialty, is to also prepare you to get a passing score on your shelf because once you're in person, depending on your preceptor, you may not have as much time to study. And so I try to make some notes of my takeaway impressions from some of the iHuman cases because, I mean, they are based off of real people. And so uh, the preceptor who wrote the iHuman case, I think they always do a decent job. There there are some, of course, aggravations uh, when you deal with iHuman. Like uh, I had one case that was the same case I'm pretty sure I did for Oskis. <laughs> and um, the aggravating portion of that was like there was like a, it was a patient who then you were seeking asylum and you were doing an evaluation and they were seeking asylum because they had gotten tortured in their previous country. And so they had some PTSD, possible symptoms of major depressive disorder, and you're just kind of flushing that out. And that wasn't no so bad. I I, I know like torture isn't, isn't boring, but it's also not all that exciting. The most frustrating part of that was how tedious the exercises were where they have in between like doing your physical exams, asking questions of the patients and doing a differential diagnoses. You have to do these exercises where they ask you questions either about the patient or a similar patient and you have to answer. Usually it's multiple choice. This one had so many essay questions where you actually had to write, <laughs> you had to read long paragraphs and write answers to their questions which is a little, I mean, I, I don't know if my preceptor is actually going to read it. That's one <laughs> one concern is like you do all this work and it, is your preceptor actually going to read it? And two, because you submit your soap note in Canvas, but you also submit it on iHuman. So they could theoretically look at your case and look at your soap note uh, on either or, uh, essentially. So this one had you write an affidavit of, you know, affirming that the patient, this particular patient had, did indeed get tortured. He does have PTSD and you would, uh, sponsor or you would, uh, endorse him as gaining asylum or getting, I, I'm losing the word here, but basically being granted asylum into the country. And so that would be all well and fine, but they had you, basically they gave you the essay or the, the entire statement for affidavit and then in paragraph form and it said put it together in the correct order <laughs> and so you're basically writing like a three-page affidavit and you can't copy and paste and you're taking these paragraphs and you're having to put them in the correct order which isn't really all that hard but you're having to type out word for word every single letter every single punctuation mark and you're just doing busy work it's just busy work <laughs> so it's it's not exactly well worth my you know and I, I don't I'm a medical student. My time is whatever the school wants me to have my time be. Uh, so I, I shouldn't be complaining per se, but I kind of feel like generally speaking, if I'm going to be practicing being a doctor, most computer systems have a copy paste function. I can probably do that. And I can write notes just fine. I don't need to 
copy word for word someone else's work. That seems kind of tedious and pointless. Anyway, but that's not obviously not all my high human cases. There were uh, maybe the surprising cases and least surprising cases I kind of ran into. Um, the most surprising one was the one I, I think I just finished up the other day, and that was a patient who presented with, I think, weakness of the arm that kind of came and went, and then she also presented with fatigue, and she presented, and after a lot of questioning, she mentioned, oh yeah, by the way, I had some visual issues that I had it like a couple of weeks ago. It disappeared and went, it went back to normal, and now I have blurry vision today. Which, you know, take it or leave it, like why, why the patient would wait until the end of the interview to give you that kind of information. But at the same time, you, you're looking at this case and you're going, fatigue? And right arm weakness. And that's about all I got to work with. And you're asking all these questions. And, you know, on the first time through, you're doing this in training mode. So you're trying to ask, you're trying to, you're trying to ask questions you think would naturally come to you. And you're not, I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> and then I finally get to the visual stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to be really smart here. I'm going to try to get a differential diagnosis going and I'm going to try to just nail this one on, you know, this is like my last eye human case. I should be a pro at this. I've done nine of them now. This is my ninth one. And I go and do all these diagnoses. I even like talk to Brandon, who's like studying next to me. And I go, okay, uh, weakness, weakness of the arm and like right side vision changes or vision changes. And it's like, well, maybe it's giant cell arteritis with, um, which you could have a polyarthralgia rheumatica. And then we're going like mystevious gravis. And we're, we're kind of going through this long list of like, it could be a lot of things. And so I'm writing down all these diagnoses. I'm putting them in the computer. And then when I'm submitting it, it just goes, instead of like giant cell arteritis, it's like, you should have chose vasculitis. And like, well, that's basically the same thing. That's very general. <laughs> vasculitis is inflammation of the vascular tissue. Giant cell arteritis is inflammation of a particular artery <laughs> or a particular branch of arteries. So it's kind of frustrating. Uh, it ended up being MS. Uh, that was one of our differentials, which was actually kind of thankful that we actually had the correct diagnosis. <laughs> but so that was like my most surprising because you're in a psych rotation and MS isn't exactly a psych case. We, we had ones that had schizophrenia, bipolar. So, but do you think that was thrown in there because a lot of times people that suffer with depression, if if they have suffered with depression in the past, it might be something that they just get. Well, if you you're if you fatigued, go to your you're primary probably just care, depressed. give us some SSRIs and go be on your way. <laughs> well, like they might recommend you go see somebody if they, that's what they think it is, and then you might get somebody that's not actually supposed to be with you. Yeah, that's 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 pretty. Yeah, because I mean, one of the big parts of psych is um, in fifth term, even all through the rotations are preceptor for this school, uh, not preceptor, I'm not sure what her exact title is, but Dr. Cartwright uh, is a psych, uh, she's in her residency for psychiatry. So she's really well versed. And so one of the things that she always kind of pushed at us was you're, you do need to rule out medical causes before you can basically go straight for the, the psychological causes because there's a lot of things that happen in medicine like delirium um 
certain medications or let, let's say uh, hepatal encephalopathy where you're you know you're not you're not removing the ammonia out of your system and so now you're starting to have um, a whole bunch of issues that are causing mental uh, mental state mental altered status changes and so those are medical or organic causes and so as a psychiatrist you might get thrown a patient apparently from medics medicine that goes here check this patient out they're probably depressed and then you still have to kind of work it up and rule out other things and maybe because it was fatigue that's been going on that doesn't really get better in the morning doesn't get better or worse at night it just it doesn't get better with good night's sleep it's just a constant fatigue and she's got a lot of stress in her life her dad had a stroke recently sometimes there's just distractors but you know, they, you're thinking maybe this is depression, and of course, when you're in an eye human case, and like I'm in psych, so I'm thinking psych, psych problems, and so this kind of leads to like the least surprising one. I had a patient on for eye human that was, you know, you're in the ED, the patient comes in with chest pain, and they rated a ten out of ten. They're 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 sweaty, their heart rate's going, their blood pressure is going up, and they think that they have a heart attack. Because it's chest pain, it's like oh, it's sharp pain under under the sternum, and you know that's chest, that's a heart attack, right? And like, when you're in a psych rotation, like when you when you're in a psych IU, and you're like, I know this one, I know this is a panic attack. Like normally, I would be going give you that EKG and get the troponins going. Let's uh, let's see what we got going on, and let, let's just like rule rule out MI right away. But, like, I know you have a panic attack, so I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> and so it was probably the least surprising one because the entire time it's like, yeah, 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 I know. I know. You're, you're worried about your chest pain. I know. I know. But um, have you been feeling hopeless lately? <laughs> like, have you thought about hurting yourself? <laughs> like, you know, like questions. If you, were, if you were the patient, you might be a little annoyed. But, like, these are questions you got to ask. The questions you got to get through because you got to establish, you know, diagnosis of a panic disorder. Uh, that was the least surprising one because again, you're prepared and primed for psych, so you're looking for psych. But psych does have a lot of uh, extra externalities that maybe I didn't appreciate going into. I, can, I guess I kind of thought it was all, all, all going to be like mood disorders and psychiatric issues, but you also get the deal of substance abuse. And then personality disorders, and then, and even like kids, you you still have to deal with kids as well because you can't you can't I don't think you can do diagnoses of personality disorders in kids, but you can certainly do like conduct disorder, uh, and then I think obstinate defiant disorder, and then a few other ones. Now of course ADHD, and then uh, you have a few other ones that are pretty bread and butter for pediatrics, but. There's a lot, there's a really a lot to psych. Um, it is an interesting field. I will truthfully say that I will probably not want to get a residency in psych, but that uh, doesn't mean I don't find it an interesting topic. I guess the other thing I kind of thought about, kind of a takeaway and made note of during this rotation, you're, you're watching the online med ed videos and they're going down the list of characteristics for like personality disorders. Uh, like let's say, uh, his histonic uh, personality disorder and you're going oh I, I know someone who's pretty dramatic 
and they like to be the center of attention. And they seem a little bit floozy, so I wonder I wonder if they have histonic personality disorder. And then you're going like, oh, I schizoid personality disorder. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, you start kind of, at least I do every now and then, start trying to think of like, who matches this personality? And that's a, just a dumb, dumb idea to be doing because like, this is like first semester psych major, you know, an undergrad, all the psych people who um, took their psych 101 or di- trying to diagnose everybody with something or diagnose themselves. And <laughs> it's, it felt a lot like that. It felt like I was doing something similar to that. Like, oh, who, who do I think has this issue? Not, not particularly. I mean, it's nice to get your brain working and trying to think in a diagnostic way and trying to think through how certain things would present in real life situations, but certainly not particularly helpful to start looking at your friends and families and acquaintances and being like, I think you have a personality disorder or, <laughs> or there's like the uh, explosive, uh, explosive something disorder or something like that where people just like, ex- they just like react, overreact to everything and violently. <laughs> so... Did you ever do psych in undergrad? No. Uh, all that human development, you never did psych, huh? I don't think so. Not even at Clark? Mm. Clark Community College, in case. Or... I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I Most of my stuff was geared toward early childhood ed, and then I switched. So my associates was almost all early childhood ed. Oh, kids. Kids. I got to work in the preschool. It was fun. That so was for babies, credit. Babysitting? You know, you know they pay so, people to do that, you're right? You're so funny. Would you consider what I do at home babysitting our children? No. no. I, that's a trick question. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you are homemaking, and <laughs> I try to make your office as streamlined and as efficient as possible. <laughs> that's why I never deny any requests for office supplies that you request. Office supplies. Like the baskets that you were... I did not get the baskets. I was thinking of doing morning baskets for the kids because they keep waking up at 5.45 in the morning, and I just don't want to do that. So I was hoping that I could do morning baskets where the kids can wake up, they have their basket of stuff that they can do, and they can do that. But we have not pulled the plug on that yet because I'm not sure if they're old enough for... Oliver, I think, is old enough and Nora's old enough, but the other two probably not. Okay. But getting back to this early childhood development thing where you were working in the daycare for credit, which means that you paid money. To write a report on what we were teaching the kids? No, I, I guess my because point. Because there was actual paid workers. It oh, was, okay. It was observation. Oh, you weren't and like actually like no, in there? No, we actually got in there and played with the kids and did stuff with them. Like but the paid workers like disappeared for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not allowed. But, I mean, it. yes, for some extent, we were free labor, but also, I mean, it was a way for the school to give cheap daycare for students and staff. So, I mean, daycare is expensive. Expensive. Yeah, that's why after, well, after one kid, it was, we were very blessed to have my mom in the near vicinity that was willing to watch the kids. Oh, no, actually, sorry, take that back. She she was after like the second kid, yeah. the first one. Oliver stayed with uh, a friend of ours who 
offered daycare at a greatly reduced rate and we're still friends with them. Mm-hmm. Great people, but not just because they offered good daycare, but they were they're generally good people. But they once they had a few more kids, it was a little bit more of a handful. So my mom stepped up and uh, we allegedly might have paid her some money to do some daycare for us, but it was nowhere near what going rate was. It was probably going. the going rate for one child. To be quite honest. Yeah. We had done the math and like, well, how much would it cost to put one of our kids or both of our, you know, two of our kids at that time into a daycare? And it was like basically the entire monthly salary of one of us. So it's like, well, so you could basically be working full time, 40 hours a week to put your kid in daycare or you could just stay home. Yeah. Which is why I'm staying home (laughs) with four kiddos right now because... Even if I were to put the oldest two in school, I'd have the younger two and to work and pay day- daycare would just be nuts. Like, I mean, no. some people do it and it's, that's fine. More power to you. And that's what works for your family. That, that's what works for your family. Yeah. Um, but did, did it make sense for us to do it? So that's why we, we don't. Yeah. It wasn't my decision. It wasn't me coming down with a hammer or anything like that. <laughs> no. We had decided to homeschool way before the island, and now I get the opportunity to. So, speaking of defensive, that sounded a little defensive on my end, but <laughs> <laughs> now he's psychoanalyzing everything, yeah? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, besides being defensive, what if, we kind of skipped over this earlier, but what, what did we uh, end up doing this week? Well, even the last two weeks since we kind of skipped that a little bit. Hit the, hit the high points. We did, we did a baby shower for sure. Yes. Eric has won every single stinking... Well, he's won two weeks, and it there's no yeah. no way that I can catch up. I do great until you know, Friday when... Yeah, in the exercise competition. I do great until Friday when he... And if I don't go on Friday... To the sports. To the sports thing... Then he maxes out his points for that day, and it's like 600 points, and I can't catch up because... Can't or won't? How am I supposed to get 600 points with four kiddos? Run. Just run. Well, no, Long because... Long monster. <laughs> so, as for our oldest son calls, a game that he likes to... Dinosaur. Mommy, dinosaur, mommy, monster, where you just chase him around in circles. Yeah, and try and catch him. So, mom, mommy or Karen is not a monster, <laughs> She's just encouraged to chase him and, and roar like a monster. Yes, but the thing is, is I get more exercise than he does every single day of the week except for Friday. Well, now. Well okay, now. you did work out one <laughs> day this week, so excuse me. Wow. That's a little hurtful. I, I'm sure I worked out more than just one day this week. As he goes and checks his watch. I gotta check. It's, it's crazy. Anyway. Anyways, last week I was beating you up until Friday. Mm-hmm. I had beat you every single day except for Friday. Uh, let the record show that I am at least trying to give you opportunities to beat me. Yeah, and realistically speaking, I just could not find a babysitter last Friday. I was I was trying to go, but um, maybe this Friday. Well, and I'm also we're in negotiations right now to figure out how to get you a rowing machine. <laughs> well, we'll see. Eric, Eric just purchased we found a very cheap exercise bike so eric just purchased one and it's supposed to be good enough for people that are six feet or taller so we won't be hitting our knees on the handlebars or 
whatever. So so I'm oh, trying will, to do cycling more to get some endurance. The, and and for days where my, my where my joints hurt and I don't want to do high intensity training. <laughs> yeah, and when we were talking about purchasing some sort of exercise equipment, I had said that rowing the rowing machine was my favorite because I felt like it worked. The majority of your muscles, does. I think it's like 85, 80 it, percent of your muscles. And so that was what I was aiming for. But they are significantly more expensive and harder to find, used and cheaper. <laughs> so well, keep, keep in mind, this isn't like you can find a whole bunch out there. But we uh, we have our eyes set or our heart set on one that's made out of mostly wood that uses water for the resistance. So... And it has to be able to stand up and be put into like against the wall, so it's a little bit out of the way. So we have our work cut out for us. There's a few, lots of little options out there. Some on Amazon, which I imagine just says some assembly required, and there's a few used ones that we're trying to see if we can get our hands on. Because I want to give Karen the opportunity if she likes to row, and it's kind of it's like all exercises. I mean, there's very few people out there who are like, oh. I love going to the gym and I love doing exercises or I'll go do the gym even though I hate it and I force myself to do it. Generally speaking, most of us only do things that we typically like to do. And so Karen likes to row and that's her favorite kind of exercise. Get a rowing machine. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit more. It's on our docket for to talk about tonight, but... We'll we'll stick with the the bike for now, and if we can find something within the right price range, then we will maybe attempt getting a rowing machine. Yeah. Other uh, things that we did we did a trip to Atlanta for our, our eye appointment for our daughter. Finally, finally, we <laughs> were trying to get her in before the island, and we were unable to. And we have been trying to get her in since we got here, and we no, finally we- did. And she is very very blind. So blind. So blind. So her glasses should come in sometime this week, which will drastically help with school. Just um, as an example, the, the doctor, when he was talking to me about it, and he, the doctor didn't know my background or anything like that. So he's like, well, most kids come in here and they have like a negative 0.5, negative 1, you know, for the, the power, the any, whatever the prescription is they need for their eyes. It's like, your daughter needs a negative 10 Point five and a negative eleven for her right and left eye. So significant, significant impairment. And he made, I think, a few comments about how she probably can't see very clearly, you know, much beyond six inches from her face. And and the only kind of ironic thing about that is they they do dilate her eyes, which makes it hard to see things up close. (laughs) So I'm sure for like that entire day she was basically blind. So. She uh, she is getting glasses. We have we immediately took the prescription and went to Walmart and picked and let Nora pick out a few glasses. And the example of our daughter being um, kind of a, a pleaser in some ways. I, I kept handing her glasses to try on. She would try them on, and I would tell her to look at herself in the mirror and let me know what she thought. And she she kept handing them back and saying, "This one's good. I like this one. I like this one." And then I, when I got down to her level to see, like, is she actually looking at herself in the mirror? There's, like, a huge, like, brochure over that part of the mirror. So, I was like, there's no way she could have seen anything. So, she's just nodding and smiling, like, yes, this one. Yes, this one. 
and not actually seeing how they look on her. So I ended up having to like go through the entire pile of glasses that I had picked, you know, we had looked at, picked her up, you know, put her up like, you know, four feet in the air and, you know, and then have her look in the mirror. And eventually she did narrow it down to her favorite color. <laughs> Thankfully, she is uh, growing out of her clothes, so we'll just buy her wardrobe based on her glasses choice. <laughs> well, I think we have an online uh, yeah, glasses will... that we're looking at getting as well. Yeah, will... we're going to get her a second pair because um, her and her older brother like to wrestle, and I am sure that we are going to have broken glasses, and it would be nice to have a, a backup. backup. Yeah, just and then like any girl, it's accessories, accessorizing. You can accessorize her glasses to her clothes that day. I never had that luxury growing up, but it doesn't mean Nora can't. So that was that was fun. That was a, a little nice little father daughter trip to Atlanta. She seemed to enjoy most of it. Um, she wasn't a big fan of the eye drops, and she is a uh, like I said, she can't really see much beyond six inches, and then because she hasn't. She's always had this issue. This is maybe a word of caution or warning to any parent out there. She's always been pretty much blind since she's been born. And this is like our first opportunity to get her checked out. Because the first time we got, got a good, good glimpse that she was having trouble seeing. She probably isn't able to process images, you know, six feet, ten feet away. Even with the corrected lenses. So it's going to take her a little bit of time to get used to that. And so just a word of caution. If you're on the fence of whether your kid needs glasses because they're maybe they're looking at things a little closely just go ahead and get you know get them checked out and you know worst say they tell you the kid's fine <laughs> don't even bother but give, give them at least a chance to start seeing things and now I, I feel a little bit bad because whenever she can't find her shoes it's probably because she literally can't see her shoes even if they're like three feet from her it's no excuse though for the crying over whether or not oliver will take her animals off of his sandcastles <sighs> No, she was she was upset this morning because she tried to share and he didn't want them and gave them back. But I don't want the animals. Then put them off to the side. Oliver doesn't want them. Just put them off to the side, Nora. <laughs> I don't want the animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's four-year-old logic. It's fine. <laughs> you just have to distract and redirect. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah. Anything else we... I'm trying to think if there's anything big. I mean, those are the main the main things, right? Yeah, those are the main ones. I I, I picked up a couple of students from the airport. Initially, uh, we're still working on like another special episode of some other students. There, there was a last minute cancellation where, where um, which is where Seth kind of stepped in and filled in, and he did a great job. Uh, but we're hoping to do another episode sometime in the near future. It may not be next week, but. Um, Brandon's probably not going to be back for a little while since he's going to be on baby helping duty with, uh, with his wife and his son and his new daughter coming. So yeah, that was more or less our last couple of weeks in a nutshell, which is going to wrap it up, I guess. And, um, again, want to thank Seth Elu and, uh, Brandon West again for a great episode last week. Hope to have him on again in the future. Want to say uh thank you to you know karen for putting up with us that week and all the the craziness and the stress that i go through trying to make sure everything works and then not (laughs) not not uh divorcing me after all my little meltdowns (laughs) and 
yeah, we're just looking forward to uh, finishing off this online psych and getting into in-person. So hopefully we have some more more information, more details. Uh, it, next week we'll probably just be talking about question banks. So nothing too crazy. Have a good week. Yeah, have a good week.